Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Today, I will be throwing our bosses, executives, coaches, per se, under the bus, and then later retracting all of my statements. Hey, this is Arif Hassan with the Wide Left Substack. The NFC North had a very interesting day yesterday. I'm Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, and I'm excited to join Sam in a revolution, just like cuz. Luke Inman, at Luke underscore Spinman. I'm just here so I won't get fined. And to gamble a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll do plenty of that. We'll also talk Cam Akers, Dalton Reisner, and much more on today's Minnesota football party. Locked on Sports Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota football party. Welcome in on a Thursday. It's the Minnesota football party on Lockdown Sports Minnesota. You just met the crew, Luke Inman, Luke Braun, Arif Hassan, and I'm Sam Ekstrom talking Vikings for the next hour. We'll be joined by Ron Johnson for the latter half of the show. Can't wait to talk to Ron, get his take on all the comings and goings around TCO Performance Center this week. Dalton Reisner in the building, Cam Akers in the building. We're going to talk about all the Minnesota Vikings issues and how they can solve them against the Chargers this week. This show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics to treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Please subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota before we get started on the show. One click, that's all it takes. Help us get to 6,000 subscribers. We would appreciate that. And find us free and available wherever you get your podcast. That includes Roku, Amazon Fire, and the SXM app. All right, guys. Bears didn't have a great day yesterday. We're going to get into that as well. But the Vikings made some noise as well. And I'm going to leave it up to you to tell me whether this is good or bad news. Uh, Arif Hassan, Cam Akers is, uh, is now Minnesota Viking. They trade a 2026 late round pick. In fact, a pick swap pick swap 2026. So they basically give up nothing to get Cam Akers in the building. What do you think? Uh, there's not much to think about it, honestly. Um, I don't think that Cam Akers moves the needle. I think that like pointing this out, uh, people seem to think that you're saying it's a bad move. I don't think it's a bad move. In fact, I'd argue it's marginally a good move. I'm just saying that like it probably doesn't mean much in terms of improving the run game. In fact, Dalton Reisner probably means a lot more should he, you know, actually start for the Vikings. So, um yeah, I he ever since his return from the Achilles injury, Akers has lost a lot of explosiveness. Before then, I didn't regard him as a particularly great back. I know that a lot of people did, but um I just don't think that he's got uh, the ability to really be a game changer as a running back. Maybe he will actually generate a 10 plus yard run. Um, but, you know, those are kind of on the margins type things. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that this meaningfully improves the run game a lot. That doesn't mean it's a bad move. It's a cheap running back. Uh, it's a very, very far to the future late round pick swap. So, sure. I mean, there's there's more upside here than with Madison. So, Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, doesn't move the needle much. Obviously, the fit makes a bunch of sense on paper. He's comfortable. He's well-versed in the offense. Not a huge transition with the playbook, all that stuff. 
obviously you mentioned it. The price was right. I mean, you're basically paying peanuts, basically nothing for him. So risk reward factor um, that goes in the wing column as well, but I've never been like the biggest acres fan to be honest. So doesn't really get me that jacked up. Clearly, though, they're just looking for something to help rejuvenate this running game. We know Alexander Madison kind of is who he is. He's never going to be confused with the most explosive guy in the world. Akers maybe gives you a little bit more of that, more speed, more pop out of the backfield. So maybe a good complement, a good balance to one another. But saying all that, I think my biggest my biggest question, right, or maybe cause for concern is what does this say about Ty Chandler? And, and, you know, last year it was Ken A. This year it's Ty so far. Only through two weeks, small sample size, I know. But, like, why aren't these running back twos being brought in more and working into the game plan and seeing the field kind of like we all assumed and hoped they would? Ken A, I know, has always been one thing. Like, never shown the the pass pro and the hands to be on the field in some critical junctures and moments of the game. Plus, he's not from this regime. He uses Fieldman picks, so that makes sense. But it's like everything we were told this season was like, this is KOC's guy, Ty Chandler. He handpicked him last year on day three. Now we're only two weeks into the season. I get it. But so far, you know, even with Dalvin gone and everything else, this was supposed to be a huge opportunity to steal some of that pie, some of the share here. And it, it just doesn't seem like he's lived up to the expectations so far. And again, I know it's still early, but now with the signing of Cam Akers, doesn't really spell a lot of those concerns or questions or fears, I guess. So I'm a little confused, but again, Price was right to acquire a guy that, you know, uh, if anything, it can't hurt you. That's for sure. Price uh, was how right. We... Rest in peace, Bob Barker. <laughs> how, much, how much do we actually expect Cam Akers to play here? Like, is he going to take half the snaps or is he going to take the six reps Ty Chandler gets a game? Uh, that's well, a how very... much do they hate Miles Gaskin, too? Like, that yeah. uh, that was the yeah. guy. Right. Oh, yeah. Remember, claim for functional labor claim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I just I just wanted to add, like, uh, to what Luke, we should probably always think about the phrase he handpicked this guy on day three. I think <laughs> maybe <laughs> this is my guy. Go get your guys, okay? Yeah, Go get your I, guys. Like, like Kevin can I have them. a pick yet? Hey, KOC's just loves sitting in the court. Can I have rams. a pick yet? <laughs> right. No, not yet. Yeah, right. All right, uh, we're on the like, clock. I, I love day three picks. Obviously, yeah. I love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're running backs. All yeah. all of us are sickos for like undrafted guys and day three picks and. When they when they hit, we go nuts. Like it's not it doesn't have to be a Stephon Diggs, right? It it could just be an a Caleb Evans. We can just be like, Yeah, this rules. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we gotta we gotta stop thinking like going into year two that this guy is like, Oh, he handpicked him in the day three, draft. dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's day like three? okay. Yeah. yeah, you know there's only three days, right? <laughs> day three pick though, dude. Yeah, God, I didn't even think about Miles Gaskin, which I think also yeah. tells you something. Uh, maybe they aren't either. He is on the roster, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not wrong. Yeah. He's he's yeah, there. They're like they're like trying to figure out what transaction to like complete to to figure out the trade once he passes his physical and just go through like, oh Miles, Ga- oh oh God, oh there's right. Miles Gaskin's right on the roster. Uh, oh what and, have we got? And and we still got McBride on the practice squad sitting there, right? Yeah, buried yeah. now, buried, buried. Did they make a? What was the transaction to get Reisner? Uh, I don't only Udo right to the IR. Is that was it the Udo move? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that was Dalton Reisner. Oh, they uh, made yeah, the Udo move yeah. prior. I think they have to. I think they're going to wait until Acres passes a physical before they make a corresponding move. Right, Acres has not been in. Well, yeah. no, it has been announced. The trade it's has been, been announced, announced but it won't officially yeah. join the roster until he. But the he the announcement said pending physical, like that was yeah. in the announcement. So. 
Unless the Vikings Fair. just had 52 people on the roster, we just didn't notice. They actually might have. We're very good at our job. <laughs> Bron, I don't Greg know if you ever got out your thoughts stuff. on this, though. This can make. I don't have a lot stuff. of them. It's a functionally a waiver claim for uh, yeah. another bad Ram. Like, uh, all right, O'Connell, you do you, I guess. I don't think he changes much about the run game. Even if he does come in and like start, it's like, okay, bad running back for bad running back. Uh, I don't, I, I get that he was really exciting before he tore his Achilles. And I get that he had this like cool stretch at the end of last year, but I just don't trust that. So there's a little bit of like, let me see it to believe it. But ultimately business as usual. They made a, they made a waiver claim. This guy was yeah, about I, to get cut, and they said, "Here, let me give you anything so that we can get first priority on so waivers." Be at the that top is what this is. Oh, Which okay, how about the Vikings this? be near the top of the waivers anyway? Probably near, but not at because they. I, I got to imagine draft order still. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Seth draft Walder's order. Is it even of the no of idea. the trade? Yeah. Um, put yeah, out there that, that this might be an upgrade at running back one for the Vikings. So is that ludicrous to say, based on what we've seen from Alexander Madison? I almost anything would. Wait, who, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think Seth Walter even disagrees that almost anything would be like. Yeah, it'd be like yeah, saying yeah. Ross Blacklock was an upgrade on like Dalvin or on like uh, Jonathan Thomas. Bullard or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. They that they did the Ross Blacklock trade for this. Like that's what they paid for him. You you I, do I not have to more care. for Blacklock. If I no, I'm pretty sure it was a, a six seven swap three years from now. Oh hell yeah! I, I know it was coach speak, but all summer they just wrong. hammered the point home that like we love Alexander Madison. We're, we're excited to. Give I don't him the think they the were carries. lying when they said. I don't that. think so either. So it would still surprise me though. Just after two weeks, and who knows? Maybe Cam yeah. Akers isn't even active so, this game. But like, yeah, that would be like super reactionary if they were like, "Oh, right. we we need a Madison replacement." Right. Oh my god! And out. then they went and found the cheapest guy they could possibly right. get. Like, I don't yeah. think so, man. They I think Kevin O'Connell I mean, just likes a duty coach before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like with Brandon Powell and Troy Reader, like these things happen, and they don't happen for very long. It turns no. out, but uh, Rise does <laughs> that too with Chris Cooper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's power rank the former Rams that they've brought uh, in. I mean, if you have Hold a on. list available, yeah. Bobby, but... Bobby Evans, Troy last. Reader, Evans. Tristan Bobby Jackson. Evans. In the last, wow. Cam Tristan Akers. Jackson was. A, I thought Tristan it was a Tristan Jackson's not. He's he's been with the Vikings. No, but he started on the Rams, didn't he? Pretty sure. Tristan yeah, but they didn't like bring him in. I mean, he was already on the roster. Like that's that's a totally different oh. situation. Oh, KOC was... didn't bring him in. Oh, he was already. Uh, on the roster. I don't know about that. Really? I don't know okay, whatever. That. No. Um, yeah. You sure about that? Uh, not 100 sure but i was like reasonably confident um he... waived by the rams august 2021 no, 2021 so yeah, kevin yeah. o'connell was still right. a, jackson yeah. was here before oh, brandon powell yeah. also on that list yeah i already yeah. said that okay mm-hmm. cool. like okay guys. all right that was fun yeah, yeah right. nope. great great <laughs> exercise yeah awesome so we all agree i think and i'm i, I agree with this i'm not overly hyped we're not, this isn't a transformative move. I'm not out on the running game completely. I think they'll figure out it out to some extent and not be down by 20 in games and be able to run the ball a little bit more. But it feels broken. 
is, it, is it doesn't run- just feel broken. You talk about the running game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. just feel broken. It is broken, dude. It's smashed. <laughs> Have you seen some of these stats? Like, yeah, if it were I know for it's only two weeks, we would be so breaking like stats. You know, two weeks, small sample size stats. A couple games get out of control. Stats get a little wonky. Averaging 34 yards per game, last in the NFL, 2.7 yards per carry, 30th. Exactly two rushing first downs. That's dead last. There's teams that have like 20 rushing first downs. I mean, the Eagles had like 38 against us on like one drive. <laughs> 38 first downs. On one drive. If you if you go to uh, rbsdm.com and like look at the the run game chart, we are we've broken it. Like it's we are broke. so far out, everything it else rules. gets crunched together. Yeah. And yeah, then if yeah. you click exclude turnovers, we go back into the into the pack and we end up like 28th. <laughs> Yikes, oh, dude. Okay. That's so nice. So we're all not right. even last. Hey. Yeah. Um Madison, if you forgive yeah. all the fumbles. Madison yards right, yeah. after contact. Yards after contact per attempt. Alexander Madison, 38th in the NFL through two games. They've Not also bad. run 26 times. Oh, right. Yeah, no, so I, I, actually, I, I don't totally. I don't mind the rushing totals thing. Obviously, the Vikings are rushing a lot less in part because of how poor the running game is. I think that's playing a, a role in the running totals. But, like, it doesn't bother me that they're last in the NFL in rush yards. I mean, they're in close games. What bothers me is that when they run the ball, they're very bad at it, right? Like, the other stuff is, like, whatever, right? Like, you can be very good at running the ball and near the bottom in rush yards per game. That's a thing that happens sometimes. The Patriots have done it. Like, I I don't care. But just in terms of, like, when you run the ball – then my number one rule of running the ball is to not screw up the offense. You cannot F it up. That's the number one rule, right? So that means fumbles and that means no negatives. Yeah, exactly. Like you cannot take the offense off of schedule. You cannot create a second and 13 because now you're fighting uphill, right? So that's the one thing. And the Vikings are just like kind of not there, right? Obviously the fumbles, right? But which the fumbles play a disproportionately high role because they run the ball so little that the one fumble you know it's pretty important right (laughs) but it's magnified so much more of course yeah but yeah i mean like okay so i don't expect the vikings so i'm I'm sorting by rush epa i don't expect the vikings to be in philadelphia territory they're third in rush epa the baltimore ravens fifth the atlanta falcons fourth uh you know number one is buffalo although technically they don't really use josh allen as a runner as much as they did before i think there's like a pretty clear trend here right a lot of these quarterbacks are running threats okay fine i don't expect that but you know like uh the jets have delvin cook in their 12th mm. yeah and you know Brees hall is running the ball more than yeah and and so you know like uh the broncos are 13th like that's uh yeah no (laughs) i know and 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 i know half the conversation is you know is the chicken or the egg the offensive line really hasn't done many favors in the run game you watch some of the film i mean ezra cleveland it's all three of them on the interior ezra cleveland one play ed ingram one play you got a backup center in the game i think the average time before contact for a ball carry is something like a yard to a yard and a half or two yards, something like that. Maybe, maybe Luca Reef knows right now. Madison is being met on average at like 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8 yards. Yeah. Like beyond the line of scrimmage. Finish. So like plenty of blame to go around on everyone. Two. I think, yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? The Josh the Oliver heyday. thing's not really clicking yet either. I mean, that was supposed to be the transformative yeah. move. It's not and enough. He's doing like well, Gordon Addison's got to be on the field too. Like you don't want to take him off to, yeah. to get Hawkins. Yeah. Or it's on, still on, like, a good blocking tight end can only be additive, 
it cannot fix, mm-hmm. right? It, it's not transformative in the same way because an interior blocker is just worth so much more in terms of getting you to zero, right? Once you're past that, once you get to average, once your interior line is done well enough, that blocking tight end can do so much for you. Being able to dig out a linebacker is so helpful, right? Yeah, or, like, or hold that, up on an end or whatever, like... Yeah. Right, yeah, like that's that's really great. But if you but if your guards can't stop, you know, uh, not even just like a Vita Vea or an Aaron Donald, right? Can't stop like a Milton Williams from backdooring you. Like that, I mean, I don't want to like knock Milton Williams too much, but he's like an average tackle, right? Yeah. Like th- then, like I, then, then it doesn't matter that Josh Oliver has got this like devastating block five yards downfield on an outside run. You're at the zero yard line. Like I okay. So, like, yeah, Josh Oliver, I don't think was necessarily a bad signing in a vacuum for the intentions that they had. But they, like, really needed to make sure they were confident about the state of their interior offensive line and its run-blocking capability, and they couldn't be. And that's actually probably the real issue here with the Week 3 signing slash trades is that it just feels like the Vikings were surprised at how wrong they were. And that's a feeling more than it is an evaluation, right? Like, it's not bad that they signed Dalton Reisner, probably. It's not bad (laughs) that they traded. I mean, you never know. It's not bad that they traded for Cam Akers. But it is indicative that maybe they were overconfident in their evaluation abilities coming out of spring, heading into training camp, that they didn't do much about it even though they knew they might need it to, right? Because they hosted running backs, right? Kareem Hunt was one of the people that they hosted, right? They hosted. Yeah. They, they had guys like on call. Like, I don't, I don't know about with, with Reisner, you, you lost two linemen you know, or you're down three linemen, right? Right. Now, you're down 40% like of your line yeah, or 60, whatever. Um, yeah. So I think there's like a, we just need a body thing. And then with acres again, it's, I don't know. Kevin O'Connell liked the guy and he was free. I don't know if that's really a, oh, we've got a roster the, problem. We got to go fix it. Like, I don't know how proactive that is versus opportunity. It really depends on like what their roles end up being, right? Like if Dalton True, Reisner yeah. starts, if they come in and like then, replace Ed Ingram, then it's like, okay, why did you not do that in May? But right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to necessarily be the case. But that's but that's like what it feels like, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the, the energy we're getting out of this is just like, oh, so the roster like wasn't complete. Like, yeah, maybe these guys are all backups, right? Reisner was out there. I, he says 16 teams contacted him like bro yeah. why'd you <laughs> sign for one before right <laughs> like, okay sure they did but um, um Reisner certainly won the press conference yesterday in the court of public opinion oh yeah yeah i only heard some snippets give me give me like two or three of your favorite just one-liners i heard just he was re- great before you do before you do that just remember who else has won a press conference mr boone. boone yeah so Def- definite boone vibes um on this one let's let's talk a little reisner presser a after a word from jace medical you you don't want to be unprepared in life life throws a lot of stuff at you um, and sometimes that can be a little bit unsettling if something medical happens and you don't have the right resources around you. That's why the Jace case exists, providing you five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, giving you that peace of mind so you're not crossing your fingers, you're not knocking on wood, that you'll have access to the right medication in an emergency. You will have it on hand with the Jace case. Jace Medical is simple. They handle the evaluation. They've got licensed pharmacy medication delivery. They've got ongoing consultation and care. And you're not going to get caught unprepared with their expert help. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off using the code LOCKEDON, one word, LOCKEDON, at checkout. 
at jacemedical.com. J-A-S-E medical.com. Use the promo code locked on and make sure you have that peace of mind and security. We await uh, a visit from Ron Johnson as well on today's show. Let's talk Dalton Reisner in the building yesterday. Um, Luke Inman, you wanted some some one-liners. Yeah, I know, he, I know he mentioned, hey, I had like 14 offers going on. There was like 13 or 14 teams interested in me, and it came down to one. He was going to sign with one team right. like within two hours. He knows, how to, hours. He yeah, he, he knows how to tell he, a story. He knows how to tell a story. I would yeah. love to know that team, though, by the way. I would love and to he know wouldn't, that. He, wouldn't, he said he didn't want to get in trouble. He wouldn't give it to yep. anybody. That's um, he, he No, said he said off he was... the record, I'll give it to you. Just not right here in this room. <laughs> uh, he said he was uh, running around what was it? local park. Yeah. Sam, can't, tell us after the show. Yeah, can't can't reveal can't reveal my source on that one. Um, the uh, <laughs> can't expose the source. Can't, yeah. Oh, didn't he also say he manipulated or kind of like uh, tricked everybody with the airport picture? God, what? what yeah, he was definitely messing with everybody. Of course he was. Yeah, he yeah he's just messing like, with was... everybody. But like, I don't know. Like, it, it had every dust. It's the Denver yeah. airport. It goes everywhere. Right. So, right. so it's everybody post, else's fault, basically. Did you not like, know what he yeah. was doing there? Like, come on. Right. Yeah. Right. But he's like, yeah, fun. I just got back from yeah. Houston or Dallas back to Denver from working out. And I just snapped a picture of the, the you know, arrival or departure list and just threw it up there yeah. just to mess with everybody. <laughs> He was I pretty like honest. He was just at the airport the whole time waiting for a team to call, and then he would book a flight. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He's just sitting there with a sleeping the bag. The pending free agent airport Tom pick Hanks is that one such a – or, or like the so location good. drop is such a, a cliche well, it's, it's like it's, it's great because most of the time it's at the destination, right? They're like, oh, I'm in Minneapolis. But this is like, hey, I'm in the Denver airport. <laughs> Where am I going? <laughs> Who knows? Spin you, the wheel. That. Sorry, Sam. You've been trying to tell some story for like ten minutes now, and we can't. The Denver airport bit is just too funny. I've never been able to slow you guys down before. So what? What's changed? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he had the reputation of being a little tough to deal with, right? In in Denver, and he acknowledged that. Okay, the little sideline blow up last year that might not have looked great. Um, Alex Boone vibes were very, very strong. Um, you guys think Reisner plays Sunday? He does not uh, seem to think that he will. According yeah, to that's, that's I think a lot. That's quick, man. I think that's quick. Yeah. Um, Unless he's bunking with TJ Hawkinson and it's just like, okay, what'd you do, dude? Well, how'd you yeah, get up to did, speed, man? I mean, look, what, what are the tricks? He's played with Chris Cooper before. He's played that's in these true. teams before. And that helps. We have every expectation I, that Cam Akers can play right away. He well, just, well he so I was going to say, I think there's, a, there's probably a difference, though. I think that... I think that being an offensive lineman, it is a little bit more difficult to pick up the playbook and your responsibilities, and in particular, your feel for your teammates, than it is at running back. I think that that um, it just takes a little bit less time to acclimate to a new situation, a new playbook at running back. And historically, I think that's been the case. Midseason trades for running backs. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, maybe not a fair comparison, but. Uh, there's been like five or six examples. I've been going through them to check out the Cam Maker stuff. Uh, five or six examples of, of running backs switching teams midway through the season. They tend to play right away and they tend to to pick up where they left off if they're starters. Um, whereas with offensive linemen, I just think that the playbook is a little bit more difficult to learn because you have to be very particular about the way that you approach your blocks and your blocks are going to be different from play to play in ways where your reads as a running back are not. Like obviously there's coaching points unique to each scheme. 
right? Like, like, and, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes they get insanely specific, right? Like on a wide zone, some schemes may coach the running back to keep their eyes on your pull or not pulling, but like on the outside, the outside tackles, right butt cheek. And then the other one in another scheme, say left butt cheek. And that's just very important to some coaches. Like it can be weirdly specific, but for the most yeah, part, the, it the is reasons more translatable. For that are, like pretty specific too, depending on like what fronts you t- you typically see and how you want to block that up and whether you're reaching or driving right. or whatever. And 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 a lot of times it'll be dependent on like if in that example, how the offensive tackle is expected to block on that same play. It could be different, exactly. right? And so yeah, which then reinforces the fact that actually a lot of that's on the offensive linemen and the fact that adapting to a new scheme is difficult for them too. So I think you're more likely to see a running back take snaps early into their tenure with a new team than an offensive lineman. But yeah, I I don't expect Dalton Reisner to play. It sounds like he doesn't. The thing that like really intrigues me is that a, there's been a lot of promotional material surrounding a mid season signing one year. Yeah. They're on Twitter, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah. Two. Um, I, he he the way he talks about it it's like a long term move it's a one year contract like he's talking about this like he was born to be a viking he's excited to be here long term and it's he's like that's purple great. again arif yeah he wanted to wear purple yeah. again that's fantastic man that's destiny um please sign a longer contract that like you're talking about your wife wanting to go to minnesota that's crazy <laughs> it's beautiful are, this baby. time of year why wouldn't you want that I, I, I'm just saying don't move until you've got more than a year. Right. Yeah, fair enough. Ron Johnson joins us now at 3 Ron Johnson on X, host of the Ron Johnson Show here on Lockdown Sports Minnesota. We're talking Reisner, Ron, and we've been talking Cam Akers, so a uh, two-part question. Yeah. Let's talk about the new guard and, uh, and the new running back. I guess you weighed in on the guard signing on your show on Tuesday, so let's start with the running back. Cam Akers, uh, acquired last night in a trade. What do you think? Uh, I, I think people are overreacting for no reason. I've seen both sides of it, uh, but mainly um, I have to say Henry Lake, he tweeted that uh, the, the front <laughs> office, this is a panic move. Yeah. How? <laughs> like, how is I, it a I, panic I, move? I love to panic with sixth-round picks three years into the right. future. Like, 2026. <laughs> I bought a panic gumball. Like, <laughs> 2026, conditional seventh-round pick and a sixth-round pick, and we're like, this is a panic move? Like, you get a kid out of Florida State for six and seven. You get a kid that had almost 800 yards rushing, and we're talking about this is a panic. Like, the fact that Alexander Madison has not shown he can carry the load like Dalvin Cook did, the fact that we don't really know what we have in Alexander Madison. I think there's less about Madison and more of Kanae being on IR. Kane Wong will be on IR. Ty Chandler not really shown much yet, not really given the opportunity. There's a pass first offense, run second. Who has done that before? Ding, 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 Cam Akers. He has been in an offense that was a pass first Rams offense that then he had to figure out how do I get going and I'm only going to touch the ball 15 times. On 144 touches, he had, or 188 touches, he, he gained almost 800 yards. He had, what, 13 receptions. So this is a guy that knows how to play in this type of offense. And maybe that's what Kevin O'Connell was thinking. He's like, look, I, I want to get more like I was with the Rams. Uh, how can I do that? Oh, let's go get the Rams running back. Like, like let's let's just try that and see if this works. That's what I think they're doing. Like for, to act like this is like a like like pets' heads are falling off and people are losing limbs and everybody's running around and, and houses on fire. That's not what this move is. This move is clearly a we are a pass first offense. 
How can I find a running back that's used to sitting back there for three to five downs and not touching the, not sniffing the ball? And then I said, hey, go get me seven yards. Cam Akers has done it for the Rams. And I think that's what they're trying. Now, it might not work, but again, that's why you try stuff. That's where, like, if if if, if Alexander Graham Bell hadn't have thought about, like, man, I wonder, I wonder what I can create. Like, like, come on now. Like, like people have done stuff and created stuff. And like, I bet people were thinking, like, you really think this car is about to go without a horse? Man, I'm, I'm going to keep my horse. You go ahead and take that car. Like, Burger King didn't use credit cards. I just saw a commercial for that. The first time or a, a, a Instagram, like the, the old article slash story on the news when Burger King started accepting credit cards. And the lady was like, if you can't afford to pay for a burger, $3.18 with your own money, you got to get credit for that? Oh, my gosh. Like, you shouldn't be having a burger. Like, think about that. Like it's always been people trying stuff and every and we've had negative people the uh, the entire way. Cam Akers is just another in the long line of negative people, and uh, we don't know what we're gonna get. He might not be ready to play this week or next week because it's a lot to learn. But at the end of the day, he's been in this offense before, so he knows what Kevin O'Connell's thinking. He knows what he wants to do, and that's all this is about. This has nothing to do with anybody besides I need a running back who can not touch the ball for most of the game, but still give me production. Do you really yeah, want to compare yeah. trading for Cam Akers to the invention of the telephone? <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're I at. Think. No, stick by it. Stick by it. I like what that. happens when you go 0-2, man? This is what happens when you start 0-2. No, this yeah. is just a normal day on the Minnesota football party. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Do we, are we afraid at what all? What did Benjamin of, Franklin, of did he create something? Like, what did he do? Nah, nothing. Nothing. Nothing <laughs> I, cool. A lot, but you know, none of it's really relevant. Today. None of it's stuck. Uh, you know? $100 bill he invented that's why his face is on it. Yeah, that's Are exactly Are we worried at all it, about Sam. Cam Akers like feuding with his coach? Like, what happened there? Do we know about that? Is that a, is that a concern? I know, yeah, like, Kevin O'Connell knows him, so I'm sure he's fine, like but um, it says Cam Akers because Kevin O'Connell, I guess, was asked about this. It says Cam Akers slowly, um, started slowly and clashed with the coaches, he was sent away from the team at the midseason while the Rams tried to trade him. Uh, so that's one of the stories. And this is Vikings uh, coach Kevin O'Connell, offensive coordinator Wes Phillips, uh, and Chris Hera were Rams assistants during Aiko's first two years. So, you know, this is this is something that, like, they knew about. Like, they definitely knew about it in something. Okay. Uh, well, okay, let's talk a little bit about Dalton Reisner. Is there a reason to be excited about that signing? Do you think that, you know, people are, are making a little bit too much of it? Is the team Twitter account making too much of it? Like, he's <laughs> featured there a lot. Uh, well, you know, the fact that people always say, like, I remember for years, it's like, they're going to draft a guy. Does he play guard? 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 Hey, he plays Guess guard. What? So I think that was the social media team. That was just a rare W from the social media team, just trying to play into the fans. Uh, they wanted to take a win. And so they got the win there. Uh, I do want to say that Sam Ekstrom, there's a guy named Sam Ekstrom. I saw on Twitter uh, that he needs to delete that tweet that said feels, feels like uh, what's the dude Al- that came here. Alex Boone, Alex Boone. Don't, don't, don't put Alex Boone in the same sentence as Dalton Reisner. Like Alex Boone came here and said, I want to punch the Packers in the face. And what happened? Nothing. So, I, I hope I didn't see the whole Dalton Reisner like thing. I hope he didn't say anything like that. Like he wants to punch people. So that's what my, my question to Sam Ekstrom. Oh, he's here. I didn't. I thought he was only on. Twitter. Oh, hey, uh, on X. Sorry, he's on X. Hey, um, it right. sounds like he's on ecstasy though. I don't. I don't like that. Um, anyway, but Sam on X. What? What? Why did? Why did you feel like that was an Alex Boone thing? Um, like, what did he say he, that made you prompted that? He, he just personality wise, he's okay. a a guard. 
a guard who came in and talked very um, brashly, confidently, used some curse words, like just kind of came in like a bat out of hell. But he didn't want to punch anybody on the other is team. Ready, right? He's ready to punch other people. He's definitely like, that's kind of the vibe I got. Did but he, he didn't say that. Say that. Right. That's I don't think like he said he's critically. not. Yeah. He, but he said it with his eyes, you know, like he said <laughs> it with his body language. Sam. I looked into his eyes that I couldn't look. Uh, was he like right. Prince? Did you have a Prince David Chappelle moment? <laughs> I got lost in his eyes a little bit. I he had a purple say. aura. He had a purple light behind him. Sam's yeah. like, I, I just looked in his was eyes. It, was, I, it, was it, was it, I saw a line getting punched. Well, good he didn't say it. That's why I was a little concerned. I'm like, please don't be this guy that comes in. Because Alex Boone, to me, came in super tough guy-ish, like trying to be like Kyle Turley. Um, You know, he had a, what, a, a Komodo dragon blown up in his front yard and all kinds of weird stuff. Like, he was trying to be something that he's not, and then it didn't work out in games. But the fact that Dalton Reiser didn't say that, he's just saying it with his eyes and his <laughs> hips. His <laughs> hips don't lie. His hips don't lie. <laughs> um. Then I'm okay with that. So my my, th- my take on Dalton Reiser is this. He's a guy that really wants to play. Uh, me and Sam talked about this. He had a UCL injury, which is mainly throwing arm stuff for baseball players, quarterbacks. Uh, certain tennis players might get it. He doesn't have to use that arm in the remotion that a UCL can get hurt. He didn't have surgery, so it's like a four-week, four to six-week return. It's been longer than that, so he's good there. Um I think at the end of the day, he's a guy that could play left or right guard. Um, he's a veteran guy, a veteran presence in that locker room. And and Gabe Henderson was on our show, and I just asked him, I said, do you think this is a chance for Eddie Ingram to have a fire lit under his butt to say, look, you either play well or we're going to like move on from you. And I hope that it's the latter. I hope that he plays well. I hope that the Vikings – like, I hope he doesn't come out – and just get super confused by like, oh, I didn't know Bosa was good, and just let him walk right past him and say, I'm going to pick up the next guy that's more dangerous um, because you're not as dangerous to me. Um, If that happens, then yeah, I can see Dalton arising pretty fast, uh, playing pretty fast. I think eventually he's going to play anyway, but I think the Vikings hope that they don't have to throw him into the fire. Um, But at the end of the day, again, I bought this up with Luke, or sorry, with Sam. Offensive line, I played tight end for the Bears, and so learning the offensive line calls – it's hard and easy at the same time. And the reason I say that is because of the scheme. If you're running a zone scheme on the run game, you're just moving as a, as a chorus, you're moving as a group and you're picking up what's in your area. You're not taking a guy. So when they loop and twist, it doesn't affect you. You keep moving. Now you do have guys that aren't that smart and it's so fast. They screw it up and it's a zone and they see their guy loop and they're like, Oh shoot. And they shoot over or they slow down and they get beat inside because they're not thinking like, just keep moving. The next guy is going to pick them up in the man scheme. Same thing. It's just having a conversation. Look, 56, if he comes, I got him. But me and you right him, we're going to double team him. That's the conversation where I think Dalton Reisner's used to. He's a veteran. So all that little, I think he could help. I mean, Bradbury's out, but I think he could help Austin Schlotman a lot as well, being a veteran guard, being able, like if Schlotman says Mike 22, and he's like, no, 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 no. Let's make the Mike 55. Here's why. Boom, 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 boom. Like, that's the stuff where Dalton Reisner, I think, helped this offensive line out because he can help them through this cause. And um, I forget, Sam, who we had. Oh, Eric Decker. We had Eric Decker on, and uh, he talked about how Peyton Manning would do that, how Peyton Manning would have the canny ability to make certain people the mic that he knew who was going to come. So now he's already picked up. He's already in the count of five or six, and there's no confusion. Um, Not saying Dalton Reisner is there yet. Uh, but I think Kirk Cousins with Dalton Reisner, that could be a huge help to say, hey, what's the call? Boom, boom, this is what we're doing. 
hey, look, I've seen this look before. Let's do this, this, and this. And through the week, too, like, hey, I, I know what this West Coast team and the Chargers can do. I know what uh, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa want to do. All that kind of stuff, having that conversation, um, I think is going to be a big, big help for that offensive line. So with, I mean, you mentioned the Chargers really quickly. We haven't talked about that game at all. So much stuff has happened this these past mm-hmm. seven days since the game. Um, with that Chargers, like, first of all, the Chargers are seeming to be about as much of a mess right now as the Vikings, at least on the field in terms of being able to close out. Mm-hmm. What, like, what do you expect? Do you think the Vikings have the ability to kind of go out and actually just prove that they can win a game definitively, not just this close game? I don't want to talk about close games anymore. Like, or, or do you think that, that both the teams have such a capacity for just being in late close games that that's all we're going to see? Yeah, I, I hate to say it. I hope so, too, because I think America wants that. They want to see Justin Herbert and Kirk Cousins go toe-to-toe and just throw a ton. We saw the 36-34 to game they had against the Dolphins. Um, the one thing I will say about the Chargers, um, they have some problems in that secondary. Like, they leave certain guys uncovered that is very perplexing and confusing when you watch the tape. Um, it doesn't make any sense. Like, Tyreek Hill's in the slot, and you're going to have a high safety cover him. I get you're scared of him going deep. But what about him just catching a five-yard route with nobody around him? He's still going to hurt you. And so I think the Vikings can take advantage there by moving. Like, you saw Tyreek Hill, if you watched it, he was in the slot. He was in the middle. Like, he was the inside receiver in three wide, like literally one to two yards from the tackle. He was out wide. Like, they moved him around a ton. And it felt like the Chargers never really understood uh, who was going to guard him, where is he going to go, what to do. And I hope Kevin O'Connell does that with Justin Jefferson. And then vice versa for that defense – you know Justin Herbert. He's not mobile, but he runs, and that's the tough part too. This Vikings defense we've seen uh, get hurt when they crash and think I got a sack and they miss. Justin Herbert's a guy that can hurt you with his legs. He'll get you ten to fifteen yards, and so that's where this defense has to, you know, one. You got to figure out your packages. This is also a team you can use your safeties. I mean, this is what this is what Brian Flores was planning on. Teams like this that are going to go multiple receivers. Eight, we know uh, Eckler can run the ball, but this is a time when you'll see we're going to see four safeties on the field a lot. Not to say a lot, but decent parts in this game. We're going to see four safeties on this field. Um, PJ Fleck bought this up with Jack Henderson on the PJ Fleck show. Jack Henderson can play. He's the safety like Antoine Winfield that plays nickel. He's tall and long that can play backer. I think that's what uh, Josh Metellus gives you. He can play the corner. He can play the nickel. Same with Cam Bynum. You're seeing Cam Bynum get used to more in coverage. So, yes, I think this is a game that could, like, even if the Vikings have a lead, the Chargers can come back and vice versa because uh, neither has really shown they can put their foot on somebody's throat and close a game out. So we might be looking at a, a 31 to 28 game. Well, let me get just a little bit more specific on that because between the two teams, just from what you've seen so far, like which fan base, if you're a fan of either team, which fan base should feel better about what their team has put on film and just how they've performed thus far? Like which team is more realistically of both these own two teams is more realistically fixable right now and still has a kind of a foundation of positive traits they can build off. Like who's just playing better football right now, the chargers or the Vikings? Both. I mean, honestly, if you look at the chargers offense, like they're playing pretty good football. Um, the Vikings it's the turnovers. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough to say the turnovers are fixable because Mm -hmm. they're not like that's just you need to hold on to the ball. 
Um, you need to not throw certain, you know, play. You need to block the edge. I mean, Chris and is coming back, so hopefully the Kirk Cousins not having time to throw the ball blindside hits. Hopefully those go away. Um, I will say the Vikings seem the most fixable just because the Chargers defense to me seems like a fundamental issue. Like it seems like they're so worried that they're trying to guess the route combos when they see the formation because when Tyreek Hill is in the slot with one receiver and three to the other side and they're going five empty, he tends to run those deep, you know, plays and then they try to trick you with Jalen Waldo coming across. Well, they did the crosser, but they just had, I, I, and I, again, it could be Tyreek Hill realizing like nobody's covering me. Why am I going to run deep? And he just broke it off and ran like a hot route. Um, so some of their stuff maybe seems a little bit more fundamental uh, where the Vikings seem like they're playing good football and it's just the turnover. So, and do the Chargers actually have fans? I mean, their fans are AI, <laughs> like it's like robots. <laughs> so I don't think the robots care. Um, but I, I would say the Vikings fans should be more secure. I think the robots, I'd be more scared of the Chargers fans because we keep like we have not learned from history. Like the last time I saw iRobot does not make me want to put robots in the stadium. Like <laughs> It just doesn't. Great movie. We Great can't movie, win way. unless we have Will Smith. And, like, he's too old now. Like, he, I don't know if he can fight a bunch of robots. I mean, like, no. Like, I, Chargers <laughs> fans, no. They better not bring one of them to Minnesota, too, because I could see them putting that on a plane and then trying to, like, set us up and put it in our stadium. Like, don't do that. Didn't they do that? Uh, do you that, think that, like, a baseball game or something? <laughs> the Chargers? It's like a movie promo? It was a movie promo for the Chargers game. Like they yeah, were at the, the, Chargers, yeah, the game. Chargers game. They yeah. had them like in the like food court. They had them in seats. They yeah, had them walking seats, around. It whatever was you got to do to fill seats, I guess. It was super weird. And then like the I only mean, that's reason, not why, but yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> well, how <laughs> reason, else are they going to fill? So the reason I saw it was because somebody posted it first on Instagram because she was sitting kids. next to him, and she's like, "I'm sitting <laughs> next to a robot," and everybody thought it was a joke. And then all of a sudden, I think uh, Sports Center or somebody came out with like, "Yeah, the Chargers are testing out." blah blah for a movie promo and they put robots in the seats like so like so my thing is like (laughs) so obviously like the fact that the chargers don't have a ton of pull with the local fan base plays a pretty big role here but like this is actually i don't think this is a bad move this is such a natural integration with la like lean into the fact that you're in los angeles right and do crazy movie stuff like again putting robots in the stands like that only happens because you don't have other people to put in the stands. True, but true. I, I, I do think that that's actually a really smart way because like the chargers have such difficulty connecting with Los Angeles for like fairly obvious reasons. So you might as well just be like, all right, yeah, we're a lot. We're LA. We're Los Angeles. That's fine. Let's do it. True. Um, and maybe the Kardashians will show up now because robots are there. They're like, oh, let's go to the movies. And it's a football game. Like and it's right. a football. Yeah. yeah they, right. they have no idea. Right. But like, <laughs> I, I am kind of concerned about everyone's media literacy. Um, a bunch of people tweeted out like, oh, wow, it's crazy what they're doing with technology these days. And it's like, no, it's not. That's makeup. <laughs> makeup has been a technology Correct. for centuries. Those Correct. are not real robots. And there were people who thought they were real robots. And it's like, have you seen the last time someone tried to make a realistic human robot? Elon Musk trotted out a robot and it was just a person in a suit. <laughs> Like, just relax. Like, AI is weird and it's uncanny, but this is not that. Just relax. Just put a Tesla in the seats. <laughs> Might as well. Put a Cybertruck in the seats. That's hilarious. Um, Roundtable tomorrow. Ron will run the show. Reggie Wilson, Julia Daniels joining from Care 11. Uh, we'll have our final predictions and fan duel locks for the game tomorrow, mm. Ron. 
for Vikings Chargers. Uh, thanks a lot for joining. Appreciate your insight, and we'll see you tomorrow on the roundtable, all right? Appreciate it. I will say for the fans, Justin Jefferson, keep an eye on his usage this week. The Chargers are very vulnerable to a receiver that moves around in different spots. So hopefully Kevin O'Connell takes advantage. Justin Jefferson might go for 200 yards. I hope it happens. That would be awesome. That's a good time. Tyreek Hill had 215, so just saying. Hey, was yeah. the last time the Chargers played in Minnesota the AP game? Or am I missing one in between there? Because that game was absolutely no. wild. One of no, the you're missing Chad one Greenway in between. Six it's got to be 2015 one. Chad Greenway and then 2016 preseason Teddy Bridgewater breakout. Before oh, the, Let, let's the not talk about that. Come on. We don't got to talk about that. I know there was one in U.S. Bank Stadium because I, I, I got a picture with Antonio Gates. So I know there is one there. I don't remember what that what year that was. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, yeah, we could do a whole AP uh, 296. Ron, you have a good story behind that, right? Like you guys, didn't the Ravens protest that it didn't actually, he didn't actually get 296? Yeah, Jamal Lewis had 295 when we played the Browns. Uh, and yeah, when we saw the 296, everybody's like, wait a minute, let's count these. Because the, for the up. record, they do <laughs> actually go back and watch film and count the yards. So they were very concerned about some of the yardage given. The only reason we know that, I'm not going to say the player, but there was a player that got credited one game with like 17 tackles, and then they went back and watched the tape, and he only had like 12. And so he got credit for like five tackles. That is, that is that much more common. Of. That is much more common with tackles than almost any other statistics. So True. But you know, they just Jamal was like, hey, 296, hey, let's, we got we to check. Check it. Check. Did he really get a 60-yard run there? Was that 59? You well, know. it should have been over 300 anyways, but Chili just said, ah, who cares about that? Yeah. 300, I not, not that cool. Brad Childress makes the best decisions at all times. We know that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> who are we to question? Right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ron. Always Appreciate fun. it. Dude, if Jefferson gets 200 yards, he'd be on pace for nearly 2,900, which we all know Whoa. that on-pace statistics, but especially still, conditional on-pace consistent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, yeah. He gets lots of yards. He'll be on pace for lots of yards. Wow. Hey, of yeah, our I mean, predictions, our preseason predictions, who had the highest JJ total? I think I had 1,900. I, I don't think I had. I think I was like, he'll quote unquote regress to being the league leader at 1,600 or something like that. Got it. We should pull those up, see how we're doing through two games. Here, Did I say over Maybe next week again? through three games. It feels like something I would do. Yeah. You no, just throw we'll, one we can there. do like yeah. a quarter way check in, halfway yeah, check in, three quarters yeah. check in for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, before we get to our fan duel parlays of the week, let me tell you a little bit more about this, uh, this site called FanDuel. FanDuel is the best place to bet the national football league. Cause they have great promotions there at all times. They're America's number one sports book for a reason. New customers signing up. You missed a couple weeks of the season. That's okay. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when placing a simple $5 wager. $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, it's yours at FanDuel and the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Put it on spreads, player props, over-unders, alternate lines, futures. There are so many ways to wager at FanDuel or FanDuel.com slash locked on. Bet NFL. Kick off the NFL season in style with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. And with that, let's get into our FanDuel parlays. We have not won one yet. We are all 0-2. Our bankroll leader is Inman, basically because we bet the minimum for him last week out of the kindness of our Yeah, what did you guys bet for me last gone. week? Jefferson Yardage, which hit. And what do you think we bet if we were trying to be on brand 
for Inman. What do you think we bet? <laughs> well, last year I went like nine games in a row with the Jaguars. So yes. Yep. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. Yeah. Was it which really? I respect Jags it. Plus three and a half, which did you get <laughs> I respect that. That probably hey, would have been my exact part. Hey, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence played extremely well. Calvin Ridley is a very good receiver. He did yep. hit the field goal post, which yep. was unfortunate. Um, and Zay honestly, Jones dropped, dropped like three touchdown passes potential. To they had so many close calls. Uh, so many. So I, I think we made the right choice for you, honestly. It was just yep. you yeah. know, the fate had decided. No bitter emotions on this side of the table, guys. I respect <laughs> it. What'd you go? 20 bucks minimum? 20 bucks yeah. minimum. Today, the minimum is 30, max 300. Arif has gone max the last two weeks. He's our bankroll uh, loser right now at mm-hmm. $700 remaining in his bank. Uh, and he starts today with our snake draft of each leg of the parlay. So, Arif, you go first. Got it. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll do – so, actually, the lines uh, this week, are, uh, I was looking over them, look really good. Uh, there's two lines that are, like, minus 12 and a half, but I don't want to touch them. Um, so, it's it's pretty tough. I took the Eagles uh, minus four and a half. Uh, what, let's see what, what we got here. Yeah, I took the Eagles minus four and a half against the Buccaneers. I, I don't buy the Buccaneers yet. I mean, obviously, I saw what they did with the Vikings, but I just I don't buy the Vikings either. So I don't buy the Buccaneers yet. <laughs> I think the Eagles will, will do will do a little bit better than that, even though they're on the road. Very fair, Luke Braun. Well, I'm taking one of those twelve and a halfs. Uh, I it. feel like I'm just going to short the Bears until they start uh, looking like a functional that, American that, business. It looks so tempting to have the the best team against the worst team while the worst team is going through, like. The like the most multiple insane. crises. Yeah. I'm taking it. I, like, Offensive I get, and defensive. But, it, but like crisis. every yeah. time I've gone after a team in crisis, they pull out the most amazing game you've ever seen. So I was just like, nah, I don't want this. I don't want this. Yeah, no. I don't think the Bears have that in their culture. Like there are teams like the Texans with Lovey Smith that had this like kind of f you were going to win this game like at the end of the year. You know, or sometimes hey, they have that. Place, I think right? the Bears just want this to be over. I, yeah. I I've seen. <laughs> I've seen the, of any franchise in the entire league. I have seen more instances over the years of the Chicago Bears having quit in them, and I think it's uh, happening again. Well, oh yeah, true. well it's because I keep seeing Week 17 games that don't mean anything. It's like, oh, these guys want to go home. <laughs> yeah, well, also like what they've had one winning season since they fired Lovey. Speaking of Lovey Smith, since yeah. they fired Lovey Smith after a ten Smith. win season defense yeah. podcast. <laughs> uh, so I'm taking Chiefs minus twelve and a half. That's I minus one eighteen. Okay. Yeah, they do have a lot of fast forward the season energy. That's true. Yeah, it just get me out of here, right? Please trade me. Why did I sign? Yeah, a lot of free agents, a lot of twenty twenty three uh, free agents. Tremaine Edmonds is like, ah, is it worth it? What's going on? <laughs> My bet now. I kind of like the Packers uh, minus two at home against Derek Carr. Um, they probably should be two and zero. I'm gonna go Green Bay to win by a field goal. I I feel so vindicated that Vegas is not all that much into the Packers. That makes me feel better. Edmund, you get to make both your selections. I'm going back to back, huh? I'm gonna take yeah. the boy. I'm gonna take the Patriots minus two and a half. Belichick just owns the Jets just in general. All right, going back a decade plus. Um, I know the Jets played the the number one defense in the league last week and they couldn't move the ball. Patriots probably the number two defense in the league. I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball at all. I know the Patriots offense sucks as well. I think this game comes down to defense and special teams. Both defenses are great. Um, but if it comes down to special teams, give me the edge with the Patriots. So Patriots minus two and a half. And then coming back, I'm going to go anytime touchdown. 
And I'm going to go Chris Olave versus the Packers, who hasn't scored a touchdown yet, I believe. I don't think he scored week one. Plus 200. He did he get a touchdown taken back? Uh, maybe he did. But Chris Olave plus 200, anytime touchdown. That's at plus 200. Plus the Patriots, that's a parlay of plus 404. And I'm going to go, what's our max? 300. Wow. Uh, let me go half that. I'll go 150 bucks. 150. Yeah, he hasn't scored a touchdown yet. You're right. He's he due. must have gotten one. He's due. Bets. Just like the Jaguars were due for nine straight He's weeks due. last year. He's due. He's due. He's due. Yeah, I'm going to try to do the opposite with that uh, that Patriots-Jets game where the over-under is 37. I'm going to the individual team point totals. I'm looking at Jets total points over 16 and a half. If you can muster 17 measly points, I don't care how you do it. Is that Zach hits. Wilson? Public. You need a defensive touchdown, which yeah, is not that crazy. You could get one, man. You could yeah. get one. Or special Public teams. likes it, too, and but it hasn't affected the number yet. It's minus 130, so I'm going to get that now before it changes to 17. Um, I'm going to lock it in for 100 at uh, plus 237. I'm also going with an anytime touchdown score. Somebody else who hasn't scored a touchdown and is due. It's J.J., Man, that was mine. I like God. it. I like it. Um, that puts me at plus two sixty. I'm going to put a clean hundred on it. He's due, and plus up against the Chargers, you said plus two sixty total. Yeah, very annoying. I thought JJ was going to snake back to me. That's good. Um, yeah, I know that my misery is something that you enjoy. Absolutely. Um, okay, so I am going to. Turn this into a same game parlay then and uh, grab Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown score. Uh, that is minus 120. That uh, turns it into a plus 190 parlay. Of course, I'm betting the max. Because uh, I think I think once you're in a hole, um, the Simpsons taught me to keep digging. Um, <laughs> and this is my attempt to dig up. It is a, a fairly low risk parlay at plus 190. Yeah, I really need the Eagles to ball out, though, man. (laughs) (laughs) Arif, you can do this for two more weeks, this week and next week. Then you'll be out of money, and you will serve punishment. Beautiful. (laughs) Just being out of money. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and we need to get on the ball on that, because I think last year we, again, were very poor at follow-through and coming up with the loser punishments, the winner rewards. We got to have that locked and loaded. So when it happens to a reef, he knows what he faces. And it, I think it is going to happen at this rate. Well, taking got anything they want to throw out right now? Yeah, yeah we're, we're taking suggestions. Tweet at us. Sure. Tweet at us. Look, I, hey, look I, I'm not panicking. I'm 0-2. I just signed Dalton Reisner. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Specific I'm good. to a reef, I've always wanted to get a reef on a golf course and just force him to golf. <laughs> that would be great oh that's you fantastic one you construct a loser punishment that like is one for the it's three like of Taylor. you and one for me <laughs> hey you we gotta play a, you gotta play a full nine yeah a nine full, Jesus. oh my god i'm gonna have to like book a whole day <laughs> it's like two and a half hours you're fine you're gonna love it you're gonna most fall people love with it. you're gonna hours. figure out you'd probably be good at it too yeah, he I, will be just 
oddly, weirdly, really good at one specific part of, of golf. Of, I think part of the game, the short putting game, for sure. the short putting, game. the yeah. chipping, something. He's just going to be a master. I, I don't, a beautiful mind, Rain Man. I definitely so. don't have the height to just happy Gilmore it. I know that. So that's important. Are you a righty or a lefty? Probably a righty. What, what kind of, why are you asking me? How would I know? <laughs> have you ever swung a bat or a racket or anything before? Yeah, I'm a righty in, in, in those other very different. Bowl? Sports. You ever yeah. bowl? Yes, a righty. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you Are you a lefty <laughs> in any facet of your life? Well, famously. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, very wow. good. That was good. Wide left Wide left Bam, left. see you Monday. <laughs> Fun stuff, fellas. Vikings Chargers Sunday. We'll have the postcast with Luke Braun and Ron Johnson after that game. Luke Inman should be joining us this week as well on that program. Um, big thanks to Arif. Big thanks to Luke Braun today. Uh, roundtable tomorrow with Ron Johnson and the Care 11 crew, as well as yours truly. Subscribe, please, on YouTube, Locked on Sports Minnesota. Find us free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks to our everydayers. Thanks to our partners, Jace Medical and FanDuel today. We'll talk to you Monday on the Minnesota Football Party. See ya. 